Welcome to Behind the Audition podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop-up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition podcast. On this episode, I got to speak to the amazing voice actor and coach, Ryder. We talked about how he started in the voiceover industry, finding the right coach, being a voiceover coach, is your brand or performance more important, and some amazing tips and tricks you don't want to miss. Also, we talked about being the voice of the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Audition podcast. All right, coming on the show now, I am so excited to have my next guest. You have heard his voice on the Discovery Channel, National Geographic, Animal Planet, Smithsonian Channel, A&E, Travel Channel, Food Network, TLC, Outdoor Channel, HDTV, NBC, CW, Fox Sports. Let's face it, everywhere. But we've all been probably more geeked out hearing his voice introducing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Ryder, welcome to Behind the Audition podcast. How are you doing today? Kurt, I'm doing phenomenal, man. Thank you for the opportunity to come on and speak today. Oh my gosh. I mean, all those credits, I mean, that, that must geek you out too, hearing all those, right? Yeah, it, it, it kind of does. I mean, it never gets old when you book something new that's big, you know? Uh, and what's interesting is that all of the stuff that I used to think was big for me, um, you know, I, I now look at in a different way because, you know, your, your, your career trajectory sort of, you know, it changes, you know, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. Uh, but, you know, like I look back on, you know, it wasn't eight years ago that I had never done a promo in my life. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so a lot has changed in a little bit of time. And the problem with most people today is that we're surrounded by instant gratification because of our phones. We need it all. We need it all right now. Absolutely. Well, and, one thing, yeah, you have that voice, though, too. You have that distinctive voice. You are going to be the next Don Lon Fontaine, I believe. And I, you know, I might make it go, but you have that voice that, you know, that's Mark. So, I mean, how does that make you feel that we know your voice now? Uh, so I was at um, VO Atlanta recently, uh, first one in like three years. And it was really good to get out and actually like see colleagues and press the flesh. And, um, and it was weird for me because uh, the last time I went there, which was like five years ago, I was nobody. Okay. And now people are speaking me with speaking to me with the same reverence as like Joe Cipriano. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy yet. You know, one day that's fine. But until then we are just colleagues and it's all cool. Yeah, man. I love it. So let's go back in time. And, you know, we all have a story about how we got into this industry. What was it that, uh, you know, kind of made a little light bulb above your head, go light up and say, you know, this is what I want to do. When was it and what made you want to become a voice actor? Well, interestingly, it was necessity uh, because I was a major market morning show host for many years all over the country, markets like Denver and Minneapolis and uh, Kansas City and um and I moved a lot. My then 11 year old had moved to and lived in like nine different homes. And because you know, radio was just, it was not going through a good time. Mm 
And I just felt like a shitty dad. Are we allowed to swear in the podcast? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I felt like, honestly, I just felt like a bad dad because it was, I was not providing stability, you know, yeah. uh, in any way, shape or form. And I, and I had a little come to Jesus moment, literally, where I sat with God and said, how can I use the gifts that you gave me, but just in a different way? And uh, back then, almost 18 years ago now, um, the, the, like voiceover from your home was not a thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Like it is an acceptable everyday thing today. It just wasn't a thing back then. So I didn't even really, I dabbled for a yeah. couple of years. It was in the beginning of uh, pay to plays were just starting to sort of roll out and um, you know, so I dabbled a little bit, but I never thought I was, I always thought that it was just going to be a compliment to my career. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then I got to the point where, uh, I'd been in it for about five or six years and I felt like, wait, a, wait a second. There, there actually could be something different here. And my, uh, disgust of the industry was continuing to grow. And I mean, my former radio industry was continuing to grow. Uh, and truthfully, I have a ton to thank uh, to a gentleman by the name of Josh Goodman. And uh, Josh is with Atlas and uh, an incredible talent on his own. And he and I cut our chops together in radio many, many, many moons ago in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And Josh was the one that said, dude, you could kill it in this industry. You could be the next so-and-so. And I was like, no, no. And, and, you know, and so what I take away from that is that uh, a lot of times we try not to listen to the people that are around us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, 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 which is silly because the people that are around you are the ones that most of the time business and all they're trying to get out of you is for you to do the same. Well, that shows you're humble then that shows you're a humble person because most that are humble, you know, they, they kind of stay in their lane. They don't let things get to them. They, they, they want to get, you know, be successful, grow with the business, but they don't let it overtake them with ego. And that's a problem with some people in voiceover. You can tell they, they you know, they, they let their ego get in the way and that, that can, can destroy them in the business. You know what I mean? Then people like yourself that are just so humble and excited to do the next big thing. You know, when you first got into this, you, you know, you're a successful coach as well. What was it like finding a coach that fit you? What, you know, who was it? And, and how did you know this is somebody that's going to help build my business? That's a great question. Um, and I don't know if I ever really found that person, uh, you know, because I think that everybody comes into your life, you know, for, they say friends for life. I think coaches for coaches for life is kind of like for a season or for a reason. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I, I, I think coaches, um, they are what we are to creatives, a tool, right? And so I've worked with some incredible coaches from Maurice Tobias to David Lyerly to uh, Harry Dunn um, to, well, the list just keeps going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I, I worked with each one of them for different reasons, you know, uh, and you take what you can from each one of them. And, you know, it's like... Like I would still be coaching with Harry Dunn today because I absolutely love Harry. Um, but the truth is in the last couple of years, the amount of opportunities that, that are coming out in the promo world for 52 year old white guys like me mm -hmm. um, is not that great. So, so for me, I kind of, I had, I had to step away from Harry for just a little bit because um, you know, I don't want to say that, I'm always learning with him, 
Always. Sure. Okay. Sure. Always learning. But the opportunities weren't there. So it didn't really make sense. But I would say that he's the guy, he's the coach that I've worked with the longest for sure. Absolutely. You see, and that's, that's always good to hear because, you know, I, I just started coaching myself and I always look out to people like yourself and to other coaches, you know, to, to make myself a, a, a successful voice actor, but a successful coach to teach what I've learned in the past and how, you know, what direction I'm going. And I want to give you a shout out for your, like your TikTok. I noticed you're on TikTok. I started following, following you on there and, and you made some great pointers like pay to plays. Everybody thinks it's just uh, you get on there you're going to make a million bucks or they're like, they, get- does anybody really think that? Yeah. You're not, <laughs> you would not believe between the people that I, the group that I speak with and people who reach out the, the, the first, the questions are, how do I get into voice acting? I have a good voice. I can be a voice actor. You know, I thought about being a voice actor. There's all the same, you know, cliche questions. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that they, they they're more upset about that I saw on your TikTok is they pay the premium prices and they expect all they do all these auditions they and they get nothing back and it's a numbers game right and you yeah. gave some great feedback it's not just how many you do it's it's how you deliver your voice over it's i mean you're competing against competing against all these other people what what would you say to those that just can't get it through their head that it's not about just how many auditions you do a day hmm that's a great question I mean, so because you're speaking about two different worlds, right? Right. right. So uh, I, I believe there's the you know there is the pay-to-play world, and then there is the the other world of of work that's being either a, a created by yourself or somebody on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it in both worlds, it is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. It is about how many times you're able to audition. You know, uh, because you know most people it's going to take a hundred auditions to book something. Mm-hmm. You know. Some people are better at that. Some people go every 30 or 40 or whatever, but it is at the end of the day, a, a, a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with pay to plays, it's not just a numbers game. It's a time game mm-hmm. because the, the numbers are, if you don't get your audition, you know, if you're not within the first 20 or 30 or maybe 40, you know, that are in, nobody's listening to that. Nobody has time for that. If you're on a freaking pay to play, it's because you don't have time. Right. My gosh, that's great. That's some great feedback because, you know, people like yourself who have their brand, and then, you know, they want to build their brand and not focus on building pay-to-plays brands. What is some good marketing tips for us voice actors to, to, to keep us on our brand instead of focusing on pay-to-plays and just like, you know what, send out some marketing for you. What would you say to some of your, like your, uh, your students that want to build their brand instead of just, you know, focus on pay-to-plays all day? So here we go. Ryder's going to say something shocking. Ready for this? Ready. Brand is bullshit. Okay. 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 And, and, and I feel like there is a false um, pedestal that exists on somehow trying to create a brand because okay. at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the performance, how okay. you sound. Did you connect with the writer? Do, do, do you bring the performance that they were hoping to hear? That's what matters. Right. You know, okay. I like uh, it. brand I always look at as sort of being a secondary thing as sort of like a top of mind awareness so that, you know, two years from now, after somebody's worked with you, Kurt, they're like, who is that dude that we did that project with? And hopefully your, you know, your brand was just enough for them to remember. Okay. You know? And so to me, I don't look as, I don't look at branding as a way to get business. Mm -hmm. I look at it as a way to keep business. I like it. 
I like it. See, and things like that we need to hear too, because you know, there, there, like you said, there's people who believe this and believe that. I think that makes the most sense because at the end of the day, it is how you sold that voiceover, how you did that, and, and how success, successful that audition was. What was your first big promo you did that you can look back and remember, like the going into the studio or recording at home in your own booth? What, what was that one you want to talk about? That's funny. That's like asking, uh, like, Kurt Cobain what his favorite song was you know or what his first song was I yeah. don't know I honestly literally don't remember because oh man like one that you stuck out you, you got that audition you won you're like oh my gosh this one I will never forget because you hit it and it was just something that, you know some dish, uh, auditions you do and you know you got it you just yeah. know I got it well what's what's funny is that there, there will be times like this just just happened a, a week ago um where I get an audition from my New York agent and I respond with the audition and I just write, let's book this yeah. because you know, yeah, you know that you are or your performance or your delivery was exactly what they're looking for, you know? And so, uh, yeah, that happens. That happens every now and then where you just know it's yours. So what, what do you do when you get that script? What's the first thing you do? Cause you know, I'm always interested in promo work for those to get that. Cause you know, some, some scripts will have long, you know, reads. Some might have real, like maybe 10 words. When you look at that script, you know, what do you do? Do you like sit there and you marinate over that for a little bit? Or you just, you just know, no, nope, this is the way it's going to go. Well, I think the most important thing when looking at promo first is just identifying your role. Yeah. Okay. Who are you in this? Right. Because mm -hmm. Uh, if you identify that incorrectly, you're not booking the gig. And what I mean by that is, are you the star or are you the supporting cast? You know, there's some yeah. promos where absolutely hands down, you're the star of the promo and you can tell by the way it's written and you can tell by what's around you. Yeah. And then, then there's other times where, um, you know, all the stuff that's around you, you really, you're just trying to push that story along. And if you try to be too shiny, Mm -hmm. If you try to be too, hey, look at me, mm -hmm. look at how talented I am. I'm going to do this and do that. Yeah, that's too much. You've overworked it. Um, and I, I will say this, there, if, if there is a theme that I have taken away from every coach that I've worked with in my entire career, it's that we all work too hard because we feel like there is like some sort of mystical thing that needs to be done in the moment. Yeah. When really, at the end of the day, we're just telling a story. So we don't really need to work that hard all the time. So do you have a work-life balance for yourself? Like, you know what, here's the hours I work, or are you always- Well, no, no, I mean, I mean, when I, let me, let me go back. When I say work, I mean, work the copy. Oh, okay. Work okay. the copy. You don't need to work the copy so hard, okay. you know? Yeah. Just read the words. Just tell the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stop Absolutely. trying to be like, hey, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is true. So let's talk about the the new role. I'm in love with the show Obi-Wan Kenobi. That that so when you got that audition or if they sent it to you, what was that feeling like it, it, it was handed to you? Was, I mean, are you a big Star Wars fan? Were you like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna voice this promo? I mean, oh yeah, no, I ain't gonna lie, I absolutely geeked out because yeah. you know, when the first one came out in the mid-70s, I was just a babe. You know, and um, it, Star Wars scared the living bejesus out of me. And, you know, you know, I grew up playing with the toys and collecting the trading cards and, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, and, and then I grew up, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but it was still a part of my DNA. So when the opportunity came up uh, to do it, it was one of those ones where you have a choice. Okay. 
you have a choice every time you step to the microphone and it is, I'm, I'm really going to try hard or I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. I'm just going to do what I do and let it go. Yeah. And that's what I did on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, you know, I just literally just, I was like, I, the thing is the trend in promo is that promo sounds a lot more like trailer these days, okay. uh, especially for the big marquee shows, you know, the, the big, the, the biggest of big shows, you know, they, the promos don't sound like traditional, like, you know, comedic promos or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, dr dramatic promos. They sound more like trailer. And so that's, I just, you know, I, I approached it from that angle and threw it out and just said, I'm not working too hard at this because right. I, I, at that point in time, I knew that that audition was going out to every big agency and every big manager. Wow. So when we booked it, and I'm talking, when I say we, I mean, my team at ACM Talent, uh, that was a huge win for us a gigantic win for us because, you know, we took that away from the biggest of management companies and the, 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 the other, you know, our, our, our competition, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, that was, that was a huge win because there were some big guys that were in, you know, you know, they usually narrow it down to like five or six, yeah you know, and you kind of get an idea of, of who those five or six are uh, right. word gets around. Uh, and then when we finally booked it, I was like geeked for days. <laughs> geeked for days just to just to see there's this very wickedly humbling feeling when you've beat out somebody who is your idol mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. when you've when and and it's happening more and more these days for me mm -hmm. uh and it's freaking me out you know That's what i awesome, mean though it's it's freaking well it's freaking me out because i know that everyone <laughs> out there listening to the podcast right now yeah. is coming to do the same thing for me Right. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? This is like, everybody is so supportive of one another. There are some that do, you know, backstab, of course, but everybody seems so supportive. Like, you know, listening to, you know, when I, when I interview people like you guys on the show, I get so excited to hear the stories and what that was like to get that gig, because, you know, there's some, there's some people who just don't know still what they want to do. If they want to do promo, they want to do stick with commercials and everything. And you have that set voice, like I said earlier, that we know that we're going to see you like when we go back to the movies again, because the movie theaters are opening back up. So you're going to hear those coming soon trailers and you're going to be sitting there and, and sitting next to somebody who doesn't realize that's this guy right next to me, his voice. I mean, that in itself, it's like a craft that, and a dream that you're going to be able to sit there. And I think that's so cool. You know, my, my next thing is, so you, as a coach, what are some, what, what are some tips to, to those voice actors, you know, of course we see some of those on TikTok and social media do's and don'ts as a voice actor that I guess things the voice actors need to stop doing if they want to be successful, because there's a lot of things, you know, people say, do what you want stay, you know, I'm not going to judge you, but what mm. are some things you see on social media that you'd like to see stop? <laughs> I know? would like to see everybody with a microphone uh, who's had one for three weeks, stop pretending that they're an expert. I love it. I love that. Um, because here's the thing. Everybody knows how long you've been around. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows whether or not you've cut your teeth or not. And it just makes you look silly. Right. You know, if all of a sudden you're pretending to be an expert in a field that which you've only been in for a year or two. 
Mm-hmm. That it, that's kind of like a like a pet peeve of mine when it comes down to social media. It's like, hey, dude, just like accept the fact that you've you've started something new and embrace that. Yeah, you know, don't try and don't try and come at it from this like sort of fake expert mm-hmm. uh, state of mind because everybody sees right through that BS. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's good pointers. And like, didn't you? I don't know if you recently did. It was a good pointer. I like microphones. I've had the same microphone since two thousand one. It's a gold, and I, I, I noticed you, I, I saw your post with your microphone, the old, you brought the old school one back. Um, I still have my MXL gold M75 when I was in radio, uh-huh. still have it in my right. studio, still use it for certain projects. I love how you said, quit trying to keep buying new microphones, new this, new that. That doesn't get you the job. Your voice gets you the job. Well, I no, love, it's, and, and it's not even really your voice, it's but your you're, performance. You're, yeah, you're an actor. You're an actor it's, in this. It's the choices that you make about the script and then perform with those choices. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's like, it's, uh, I'm going to age myself out now from anybody who's not 50 years old, but Jimmy Connors was one of the greatest tennis players of my youth, right? In the, yeah. in the, in the 80s and late 70s and 80s. And um, I remember somebody saying, because Jimmy Connors used to play with this crappy tennis racket. It was called like the Wilson T3000 or something like that. It was it was made out of steel, mm-hmm. like the exact opposite of what everybody else was playing with, right? But yeah. he would kill you with that because it wasn't about the racket. It was about the game that he brought. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, uh, I will say, so initially your question was about do's and don'ts. Yeah. And, and I would say this, do treat this like it's a business okay because that's what it is at the end of the day and so what i mean by that is yeah gear is important and you know you should make consistent quarterly investments into yourself whether it be through coaching and training or whether it be through gear because it's like it's like a lot of people are like, yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a voiceover guy. Now I got a $200 mic and a $100 interface. <laughs> well, guess what? If, if McDonald's tried to start a location with that same attitude, would you want to eat there? Yeah. That's awesome. No, you wouldn't because you'd be like, oh, <laughs> no, God, no, I'm saying that's, no, that's an awesome is... remark. That's an awesome <laughs> remark. Yeah, I love it. I love that. That makes sense. That's great. So, I mean, yeah, like recognize that that's what this is. This is a business. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to treat it as such. And I see so many people on social media treating it like it's a game, like it's, you know, social media is only something that you should be relying on. Um, It's, it's too much. Let me just say this. It's a distraction. Okay. Is really what it is. You know, I, I, I love the mantra of action changes things. ACT Mm -hmm. action changes things. Right. Right. Um, so think about your actions, you know, from, from the perspective of being a business owner, Yeah. does spending two and a half hours a day, creating content for your social media really in the end, have any ROI except for some ego points. That's if the answer is, if the answer is no, then you need to be reinvesting that time in yourself, you know, into becoming a, into a better performer, you know? You know, I love hearing that because I, I am guilty that sometimes, sometimes I spend way too much time trying to build uh, content because uh, I'm thinking, what's my next move going to be? And that's good things to hear because there's uh, Aaron Bradley. I recently talked to, he only does LinkedIn. He doesn't do any other social media. He's very successful. You know, some people mm-hmm. choose not to do that because it is a distraction. So love those. No, no, know what it's for. 
Okay. Yeah. Like people, people see me on social media, they're like, oh, you're so good at it. You're still good at what you do. Like, well, yeah, but it's because I've been doing it forever because it was part of my previous career in, in radio. Yeah. Okay. But I don't do it for anything more than ready for this top of mind awareness with my clients. My goal when I get into any commercial session or promo session with somebody that I've never worked with before is to create so much of a relationship that by the time we're done speaking, I can comfortably reach out to those people on social media and connect with them so that for the next 10 years of our lives, you know, or however um, they stay on it, they're constantly being reminded of stuff that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. What's happening in my life? Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten into a session with somebody that I haven't worked with in a year or whatever. They're like, oh my God, I just saw you got a new horse. That's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah. That horse is beautiful. That's why you have social media. Yeah. For now, no other re for no other reason unless your ego just needs it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. Is and sometimes with TikTok, I find myself doing more shenanigans more than anything nowadays because it's like, you know, uh, duets and stitches. Like yeah. I just have a blast with that. Some people are like, man, that was crazy. Well, now it's time to have some fun. It's called the audition challenge. I wrote you a fun script that I sent to your chat. And we're gonna break out the promo voice. And I and I wrote a copy just for you. And it would be something your TV show it would be something for your TV show coming out. So whenever you're ready, go ahead and let it rip. <laughs> for my TV show. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I actually literally do have a TV show in the works. Uh, it has nothing to do with cooking, but I see in this script, I am now a celebrity chef. That's cool. I'm an actor. Here we go. <clears throat> coming this summer to Ryder TV, we go into the mind of Mark Ryder, voice actor and celebrity chef. Mark teaches celebrities how to cook while narrating in voiceover. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. See, that would be very cool. You, you know, you could sit there and cook, you know, like Hell's Kitchen and then start telling you know, how to cook in your voice. That would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> so the actual show Riders Rescues, believe it or not, is sort of like that, where yeah. in, the, in, in the fact that we're here in my studio and I'm doing what I do, and we segue from my booth in my life into real life um, stories of animal rescues oh, from cool. all over the world. That is awesome. Um, and so hoping for release in that early 2023. Oh my gosh. Well, everybody look out for that. And uh, I'll be sure if you have a link, I'll put that on the, uh, inside the website here. <clears throat> and my last question is my cliche question. For all those voice actors that are getting into this and they're serious, what advice to them would you give them getting into this industry? Uh, here's here's the, the 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 honest answer that just comes right to the top of my head instantly and that is come at it from a place of knowing as a place to guessing right there's too much guesswork uh in this industry uh and i hear people all the time people will write me they're like hey i want to break into promo can you tell me how to break into promo <laughs> Well, what that tells me is that you don't understand how it works, okay? So understand how it works. There's many, this is like voiceover is like an octopus with eight, 10, 12 different tentacles. And you have to understand how every single one of those tentacles work, right? In order for you to become successful in one of them. And the goal is going back to what we said a minute ago about treating it as if it's a business. If in fact it's a business, well, 
you know, a business doesn't just survive on one thing. It has right. many different facets to it. So you've got to excel in many different genres of voiceover to really have a successful career. So to answer your question uh, in a long roundabout way, get with somebody, yeah. get with a coach who has been there, who knows how to do it, who, who can answer all of your questions so that you're not just, you know, like on some dumb Facebook group you know, going through previous threads to get answers to questions that you don't even know whether or not the answer is right or yeah. not, you right. know, come at it from a place of truth. That would be my biggest advice, uh, because otherwise you're just spinning your wheels and wasting your time. I love it. I love it. So where can we find you? Uh, I know we, we talk about social media. Where can we find you on social media? How could, how could one book you for a, a job? Uh, what how can we find you on on, on the the World Wide Web? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're coming to me for coaching, you can go to VOLifeCoach.com. Uh, and I work with anybody from somebody who's just beginning to seasoned veteran talent uh, every single day. And I do it because I love it, because it, it, it keeps my passion levels um, at the level that which they need to be for me to compete at the level that mm -hmm. which I need to compete at, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you can catch me there. My my actual website is ridervo.com. And on the socials, uh, I actually have to use a first name, although I would prefer not to. Uh, it is Mark Ryder. So find me on Facebook, find me on uh, Instagram at ridervo's. I love it. You know, it, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on here. I know you're super busy. Thanks for your time. Um, just keep it up, man. I mean, it's just so cool seeing you rise to the top. Like I said, every time I watch Kenobi every Wednesday, and every time I see the promo, I'm like, dude, this is just insane. You're making me feel bad now because I'm waiting for I'm waiting for it all to be done. I oh. have I cannot wait week after week after week. I'm I waiting know. for it to all be done, and then I'll watch it all. I'll binge watch it with a giant tub of popcorn. All I gotta say is episode two was insane, and that's all I can say. I'm on. I've done four, but. I, I, after this, I got to watch Stranger Things. I'm a big Stranger Things guy. I'm I, right in the middle of that right now. That Holy one looks, in, yeah. Cow. The first episode blew my mind. I was like, I'm not going to say what happened, but that end of that one was like, okay, I got to watch this one. Well, they did what they had to do with this yeah. season. They yeah. took it to a whole nother dimension. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Well, Mark Ryder, thanks for your time. Thanks for all you do. And thanks so much for being on Behind the Audition Podcast. My right pleasure, now. Kurt. Have a good one, everybody. For more information about Writer or to book him for a project, go to writervo.com. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at hiltonproductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.